You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 84. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, yum moms. Welcome to the pod. Before we dive in to part one of this two-part series on the podcast panel party one year later with my fabulous, fabulous clients, I want to tell you about a masterclass that I am hosting next Tuesday. So if you are listening to the podcast today, Tuesday, or anytime this week, week of June 21st, next Tuesday, the 28th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. I am hosting, oh, it's brand new content. It's a brand new webinar. It's so good. It is called How to Lose 10 Pounds by Labor Day and The Secret to Never, Ever, Ever Gaining It Back. So these are forever pounds. Okay. And I'm going to be teaching you what no one else is teaching you. I promise you will walk away feeling so renewed, relieved, and in possibility. So I want you to go sign up for that masterclass now. Go to laraconley.com forward slash weight dash loss dash masterclass. This link will also be in the show notes if you need it and all over my social media, but go sign up now. Get your spot now. You want to mark your calendar. You want to clear the time you want to do this. All right, you guys, go sign up and enjoy part one in the podcast panel party one year later. Oof, cannot wait to dive in and have you listen to this conversation. This is extra special, extra, extra, extra special because we have a panel. We have a podcast panel party and we are talking to Tori, Kelsey, Andrea, and Sarah one year later. So they signed up for the Yummy Mummy Experience over a year ago and they are here to share with you guys what it's been like. My heart is beating so fast. I am so elated and excited because this really is a practice and these four women are the embodiment of this is possible. This is inevitable. If you just keep taking one step at a time, you really can lose weight for the last time, heal your relationship with your body and with food and have a better life. This is not a compromise. This is not a like win-lose, right? This is totally a win-win. So who cares what I have to say about all this? <laughs> I want to hear from... First, we'll start with Tori and we'll just have a wonderful conversation just about their experience, where they were, where they are now, so that hopefully you can see possibility through their story. That's what I've been on this huge possibility kick lately. And I just want this podcast to inspire and like put this idea that you could lose weight for the last time in the realm of possibility is something that like you could choose from. So let's hear from Tori first. So Tori, one of the questions I had asked you guys kind of when we were just talking before I hit record is 
What is the main thing? What is one big thing that has helped you transform or has helped you create this huge shift in your life because of the work that you chose to do inside the Yummy Mummy? And of course, we got to know like how much weight you lost too. Everybody wants to know, right? We all pretend we want to know like all the like the stories, but like I can hear you guys. I can hear the listeners out there being like, we want to know like, the facts, like how much weight did you lose? So we'll hear from everybody. They will share, they will tell you the deets. So how much weight did you lose? And what was like the top thing that really helped you? So I set out to lose 20 pounds and that was, I had no intention of going past that. I just thought if I get to 20 pounds, great, wipe my hands clean, I'm done, move on with my life. And I'm now down 26 and I feel like I'm still going in, in a really that. good direction. But talk about possibility because it's uh, like so many of us won't even put that whatever the, the the big scary number in the realm of possibility because we're like, there's no way. I love right. just like hearing that. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have been open to it a year ago to think mm-hmm. if I had set the goal at 25 or 30, that's just not where my head was at the time. It mm-hmm. felt 20 felt really attainable. And then once I hit that mark, it's like, oh gosh, I can keep going. Cause I think what, uh, to answer your question about what I've created, I think I've really created a awareness and acceptance of the patients in this process. And I think mm-hmm. This group format is so wonderful in that everybody is truly on their own path and we're all walking these paths alongside each other. But really going back inward to having patience and knowing that I would get to where I wanted to go. So anyhow, yes, having patience is first and foremost what comes to mind when I look at over the long arc of time of the year. That was what I needed to keep going back to, to kind of anchor me and get me centered to, to keep going forward. Cause you're making the commitment. The dedication was there. The commitment was there. Of course, motivation wanes, of course, commitment wanes over the course of time, but sticking with it and having the patience because I knew it would be sustainable in that way. So I was fine with the slower stalls here and there, because I just thought this is my body's way of catching up with my brain's way of catching up and body's way of catching up to where I wanted to go. So yeah, patience is the word that sticks out for me. Oh, that is so huge. That's so cool. So has that then translated to other areas of your life? Like you learn to be patient with something that I feel like our culture does not teach us to be patient with. And so I'm just wondering, has that applied to like other areas of your life? A hundred percent. And the first thing that came to mind as I was kind of journaling out some thoughts on this is that how much my parenting has changed the way that I handle my kids in terms of struggles that they're going through, joys that they're going through. I mean, I think the whole thing about life being 50-50, like that, once you said that, and once I started to really marinate with that thought for a while, it thought, oh my gosh, not only can this help me through times where I'm feeling stalled or stagnant, but how can I instill this in my kids that what goes up is going to come down and what goes down is going to come back up. So for me personally, this is just gone so much more outside of me. Yes, I'm on my own journey, but I know in order for them to be their best, I've got to be my best. So this is applying that patience to to really our family and our dynamics. My oldest is on the brink of being a teenager. And I remember thinking when we were continuing on with masters, one of my really compelling reasons to continue on 
past the six months was to help me be the best version of me so that I can be there for him. And I think so much of this work applies to boys too. I know we talk a lot about instilling these really great habits and mindset into girls, young girls. And I think absolutely the same applies to young boys. And I'm kind of on um, my own self-mission to really work with them so that they understand that they are fully in control of creating the life that they want. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So let me ask you just to follow up on that. Like if you could go back like to Tori on whatever it was for you, like May 1st, 2021, like if you could go back and tell your past self, Hey, like, look at what I created. I lost like these 27, 20, what was it? 27 pounds, 26 pounds. It's going to be 27. It's 27. Exactly. Your future self's like, it's 27 pounds. If so, if you could go back and tell your past self, like what you've created, like I, I did this, I lost this weight. I'm like a much more patient person. This is who I am as a mom. Like, do you think she would have been able to believe you? I do. I, and I think that comes from a place of confidence. And I think I, I've always thought of myself as a confident person and I have a, a, what I think to be a fairly strong sense of self, but I always knew that I could do more. Right. And I always believed that I could do more. So yes, I think that I, I do think that she would have believed that, but I also think that I needed to really get in and immerse myself and get involved and learn. I learned so much from others about myself. And it's like, this group is really a mirror for us to look into, right? So things that we might not be going through or things that we might not be thinking and feeling, we're always from the onset, from like day one, you're really learning from others. So it felt like such a natural, like step into there's like walking right into the ocean versus jumping into a pool. Mm -hmm. I think before I thought, oh my God, I'm jumping into the deep and I can't believe I'm doing this. And I think a lot of us say that the second, second you hit, hit send when you sign up, it's like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, but really it's just like a gradual walking into the shallow end or the waves. It's like, yes, you can do it. There's such a supportive group, community, et cetera, that is it holding you up the whole time. So, so without, I, it's like, I can't even remember my past self in that sense, because it's my, my thoughts did change so much. I, I loved who I was before and I loved who I am that much better. So I came for the weight loss and I stayed for all of these wonderful people because they're truly helping me see so much more in myself. Yeah. It's so much easier to recognize it when somebody describes like a specific thing that they're going through. And I mean, I get that all the time out of the group. Like, oh, that's totally what is happening to me. I just was unaware of it which speaks to what you're saying around the, you said the patience piece, but you also said the awareness piece, right? It helps us to be so much more aware when we're all doing this together. So cool. Okay, Kelsey, will you tell us something that you've created because of the work that you chose to do on yourself inside the Yummy Mummy? And of course, how much weight you've lost? Yeah, absolutely. So in total, I have gotten to a point where I've lost 37 pounds. and. Right now I am at about like a 32 pound loss and that kind of leads into what I have like created and learned for myself, which is like, it kind of goes in that number, like that little difference. I'm not at my like ultimate weight loss. I'm up a few pounds right now for a myriad of reasons that I can exactly pinpoint. And 
the ability to not A, be derailed by ups and downs on the scale and like the, but more like taking that a step further, learning and redefining like what failure is for me Mm -hmm. has been really transformative. So failure just always seemed like just the worst possible thing. And as a perfectionist, like I always had to have A's in school and I always had to say the right thing and be the right person and, you know, all of that. And we, at one point in the experience, Laura just sat us down and was like, all right, let's talk about failure and let's make up our own definition for what it is. Because like Tori just said, life is 50-50. We cannot experience all the amazing things in life if we don't understand what it is to feel the quote unquote negative things. Like we can't feel happy if we don't know what sad feels like. Mm. So looking at like that word failure and saying like, failure is how we grow and learn and keep going. And if we fail, like I used to have such an on off the wagon mentality of like eating and life and dieting and all of that. And it was like, if I failed, I fell off the wagon, like, all right, that's it. Three months later, I'm like having pizza for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> like not really, but you know. Um, so that's the thing, especially as of late that, you know, and I'm like transitioning other areas of my life. That's a thing that just can keep like grounding me and reminding me that it's okay to not like have everything perfect all the time. It's okay for sometimes things to be hard because ultimately I know and my future self knows like that I'm going to grow so much and learn from this and I'm going to come out like even lighter and freer and better at the other end. I love that. So important because for the rest of our lives, we are going to gain and lose five pounds or 10 pounds or two pounds or whatever the thing is, whatever our range is. And it's like, it's so freeing to know that it doesn't have to equal a year of eating pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner or three months or whatever it is. Right. And it just, it means, oh, there's an opportunity for me to like learn and refine and grow. It's so cool. I totally used to be that way coming off of a big wedding weekend and being up a couple pounds. It's like, yeah, That makes sense. I love what you were saying. You're like, I know exactly why. And there's so much freedom in that because I know for me, and you can speak to this too, like I know for me in the past, I would be like, I can't believe this. What, I'm up three pounds? Like, I don't understand. And it's like, no, you literally went to a wedding weekend and ate like the dessert tray and had like, I don't know, like countless drinks. Like, Of course, it makes perfect sense as to why you're up and it's not a big deal. You don't have to throw in the towel. I know Sarah is going to have a whole entire story on this. (laughs) She's got like the actual data points. I cannot wait to hear that story. So tell me what you think your past self would have said to you if you were like, past self, I've lost 32 to 37 pounds and I've redefined what failure means and... I don't eat pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner anymore. Like, do you think she would have believed you? Or what do you think she would have said? Yeah. So so I, my past self kind of prior to starting this was definitely like cautiously optimistic. Like I, I mentioned, I was always on off the wagon. So I always was like either like doing a new diet and 
really good at it and losing weight or like absolutely just the complete opposite, nothing at all. So I, I, my, that person, that past Kelsey was like, oh yeah, I mean, you're going to do this program and you're going to lose weight. Like I was pretty confident in the weight loss. Yeah. I, she, her, that past girl had no idea, like all the things that I would gain and like all the like inner change that would like go so far beyond the weight loss. And so I think all of that other stuff, not the weight piece, it didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind back then. That would be something I'd be tackling and overcoming and still learning and growing and changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally a lifelong practice. Yeah. I remember you saying like your superpower was losing weight. So she totally believed that you could lose weight. She just didn't know that this, all this other was available to her. What do you think she would have said about the permanence of your weight loss or that this is forever? Like, what do you think she would have said about that? What do you have to say about that? as like you Kelsey present day self. Someone yeah. who just like gained five pounds, which is not a big deal, but <laughs> yeah. I want to speak to that too, right? Because yeah. your past self might've been like, see? Yeah. So just tell us about, about that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a hundred percent what my past self would say is see, or, well, I, I too just had a wedding weekend. And so there we go, like pinpoint the pounds. But yeah, my past self after something like that, like I was always losing weight for a purpose. I was always losing weight because I had a wedding coming up or a vacation or summer or whatever. There was always a deadline. And so I'd get there to whatever that thing was, go on the vacation, gain the weight and be like, all right, well, we'll get back on this later. Like it, it can, we can take care of it later, kind of pushing things off all the time. So in terms of this program and the permanence of it, prior to really starting again, it was almost like it, it sounded nice. Like it sounded like a dream. It sounded like, Oh, maybe it's like that intuitive eating thing. I tried that one time when my hormones weren't balanced. And of course my intuition told me to eat pizza, but yeah. So I think that permanence piece, like, again, it was like, maybe that, that would be cool, but very doubtful and hesitant and okay, let's just take this one day at a time. I will say like within just a couple weeks of joining the program and defining like what I was going to eat, creating my eating plan, it was like there was such a very quick shift for me in that this is not for a purpose of like, or like an event or something. This is not for a deadline. This is going to be for the rest of my life. And like, again, ditching that wagon mentality, like getting rid of that within the program, that's where that permanence shifted. And that belief has never gone away. Like it hasn't fizzled or faltered once throughout this program that like, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to eat this way. I'm going to think this way for the rest of my life. No hesitation, no, you know, anything holding me back there. So yeah, that's so cool. Okay, let's talk to Andrea. Andrea, tell us how much weight you lost and tell us what you created because of this work that you've chosen to do on yourself. So I'm down a total of 51 pounds. 
Like Tori, I, I thought maybe 30, 40, 50 pounds, maybe 50. And I still have five or 10 more to go. And like Tori, I wasn't ready to accept that at the time. And that's totally okay. Yeah. And I think for me, the biggest key has been learning to love myself. It's just when I was on the podcast in the fall, I was in a lawyer job and I had spent all this time becoming a lawyer. And I will tell you, if you want to get really good at hating yourself, go to law school, become a lawyer, indulge in that competitive like atmosphere. Like it'll do quite a number on you. And I've had to really undo all of that really negative self-talk and it's Mm -hmm. been a process and it's taken time and I'm still doing it and it'll be a lifelong forever learning to make the choice that is loving, whether that's telling myself words of how it's okay. Next time, maybe you'll do it a little bit better. We don't have to beat ourselves up right now. Or it's taking the action of, yeah, of course you want the cookies. They're like hyper-engineered to make you want them. But right now, the act of loving yourself is passing on the cookies. Or society says, I should have this high-powered, amazing job. The loving action might be walking away from what society says is that amazing job. Just in this process of learning to love myself, getting the 51 pounds off of myself, the like most incredible thing has been like, Deep down, I think I was blocked to like seeing what I really wanted to do with my life. Mm. And as the weights and the pounds started coming off, it allowed me to stop focusing on wanting to lose weight and to actually see what I wanted to create in my life and to start to have a really super clear vision and a path forward to like make that shit happen. We got to change the world. Like the world, like there's so many things that we can do and create that are amazing. But it's like, you gotta, I had to get this weight off of me before I could actually see that. Okay, so let's play like the sliding doors game for a second. So there was like lawyer Andrea. So what, like describe to me like what that path would have looked like if you had stayed on it. Door number one. A door number one would have continued with lawyer Andrea saying, why do you keep, thinking this is so hard. Other things are easy for people. Why can't you do this better? Like it's not that bad to work 18 hours a day. Of course you can figure out how to love it. Like it would have been this continual, why are you still wanting the cookie? Like you shouldn't even want the cookie. You're not worth wanting the cookie. Okay. Whoa. Crazy. Okay. So just the continual grind. Yeah. Basically. Okay. So, so it sounds like You've chosen door number two. So this current day, Andrea, and like, what is her path? Like, what does her path look like in her life trajectory? Her path looks like, hey, this is pretty awesome. We can decide what type of life we want to live and we can go make it happen. That's so cool. So what type of life are you going to live? And what are you like, tell type me of life? You know, tell us like how, tell us how you're changing the world. Cause it's like such a big deal. Like, you guys know, I, I say this over and over again. It's about the weight, but it's not about the weight, right? It's about like once the weight, the physical weight, and then the mental and emotional weight comes off, it's like, then we have all that brain power and space to create what maybe we're meant to like create on this planet. So sit, tell us a little bit about that, Andrea. I just for years have had like 
been obsessed with nutrition and science and how do we live healthier lives, but I never could quite figure out how to make that into something that I could spend my life doing other than entertain myself. And it's so fun, by the way, let me just interrupt you real quick. Isn't it for everyone who's on this panel and everyone who's listening, like it's actually cool to like still be very interested in nutrition and health, but like from a clean place, not from like this. I watch myself learning about just all kinds like freaking mitochondria or whatever the hell I'm learning about. And it's like, oh, this is, I'm doing this from a clean place instead of like, oh, I got to hustle. I got to learn all this. Maybe this will be the thing that makes me lose a weight. It's just fun now. Sorry, keep talking. (laughs) That's what I'm like noticing in your speech and in the way that you're articulating it. It's like you were always probably really into nutrition and now you could do it from a place of like actually contributing versus like just crushing yourself with it. So keep talking, tell us more. So as I was like in my corporate lawyer job and seeing how different companies are put together and just different thoughts marinating over time, it really hit me during the Black Lives Matter kind of movement early in the pandemic, how we need to educate people. And that's like a big way out of all of our social inequality in this country. But like, how do we expect kids to go to school and learn when we're feeding them crap? We give them sugar and we expect them to sit in a classroom all day. Like that's just insane, right? Like I don't do well just eating sugar and flour all day. Like how are we going to expect these little amazing humans to do, you know, sit in those chairs and learn? And so the more and more I thought about it, I started being like, well, maybe I can make a frozen food brand that's like ultra healthy. People can buy it on food stamps. Like we can feed people in a way that's really tasty, but also is like nourishing their bodies. And then as I learned more and more, I was like, ooh, the freezer might pose a problem to the fiber that our bodies need. How can we create these other ideas that like we can get around that? And before I knew it, I have this vision in my head where I'm basically going to create like a McDonald's with franchises full of just real food. And it scared the shit out of me, but I'm so excited at the same time. Right. That's like, that's how, you know, right. It's like, it's like that. That's like the definition right there of a calling. So that's so cool. One thing at a time, I'm still healing my body day by day, little by little, I'll make it happen, but it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. So fucking good. Yeah. It's so true. It's so good. And, and you knowing that just speak it, this is exactly what Tori was talking about. Right. But you knowing that it doesn't have to happen tomorrow is actually going to be part of the philosophy, right? That helps it actually come into creation. Yep. So, so good. What about your past self? Like, do you think she would, like your past self a year ago was in law school, I think, or studying for the bar. Yeah, I was studying for the bar exam like right now and it was horrible, but that's okay. I got through it. Yeah. Would she believe you? Like you lost all this weight and she would have really... I think she really would have wanted to, but I don't know if she fully thought, unlike Kelsey, like I was not the queen of like being able to lose weight. I just thought my body was a special unicorn who couldn't do it. So like my past self, I was thinking about it. She would be so excited to see what I've created. Like she really wanted it, but she had no idea how to do it. That's so cool. Oh, that's so fun to just like get that visual of her (laughs) being excited for what you did. Totally. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> okay, Sarah, tell us 
One of you. Hello. Yes. Hi. Thank you guys all so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. It's just a fun conversation. I know you guys, I wish the listeners could like see everybody's on here just beaming. It's like the best. It's so, we're having the best conversation. What's so fun that Sarah B said the other day, she's not on this podcast, but she is one of the young, like one year. She was like, I was telling someone the other day that some of my closest friends I've never even met. I'm like, Um, yeah. It's just like, that's how I thought. Yeah, it's so true. Oh my God. Yeah, so you guys just for context, well, number one, there's like eight Sarahs. Number yeah. two, everyone on this call is a Yummy Mummy Masters. And everyone on this call, I think, well, I don't know about you, Sarah, but we're all like, what to speak to Sarah V's point, who couldn't be on this podcast today, but to speak to her point, it's like, this does become like a sisterhood and like real true friendships because we share stuff that we wouldn't necessarily share with. Maybe we would share with our friends, but maybe not, right? It's just like a really safe space. and. We are going to get to go to Vail in October. So that's really, I don't know. It's fun to look forward to. And then every year thereafter, we'll have more and more Yummy Mummy Masters Masterminds. Or maybe I should call it Yummy Mummy Masters Retreats. I don't know. Because Masters Mastermind is just wild. So, okay. So Sarah. Sorry. Sarah I'm sorry. Video. But yes, yes. We become friends for sure. hundred percent. Okay. So I am Sarah H, I guess, and I've lost 49 pounds um, last year. So awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So one of the things that helped get me here is just really understanding that it's okay to be the lead role in my own life and like, it's even okay to say out loud, this is what I want from my life. Like that it's okay to say, like when I had my first consultation with you, I said like my dream weight would be, I've lost 35 pounds because I really didn't want to say, like I actually really want to be a lot smaller than that, but I can't even put that out there. And so just, yeah, just so through this process, even connecting to that understanding that I didn't feel comfortable being the lead role in my life. Because it, it seems like a no-brainer, like, yeah, I want this thing and I'll be so happy when I get it. But getting there, it really has been helping me understand like it's okay to be here because it really is a new identity for me. I like being in a single digit size is a huge, it's a new identity for me. Shopping in every store in the mall is something I never thought that was possible. And so I didn't realize I've wanted this my whole life and I needed the help of you, of the, of your belief in me and telling me it's okay to take the next step. And I know it actually feels very uncomfortable to step into the light of your life, like to step into who you want to be and to tell people, this is where I'm going and this is what I want to do. And this is like what I want to be and be okay with it. It's okay for me to shine. It's okay for me to be achieving these things. I didn't even know that I struggled with that until I got into this. I always thought I just couldn't keep food out of my mouth. Like I just thought if I could just not eat the cookie or not walk into the kitchen and there's a brownie and I eat it. Like if I could just not do that, 
then I can have the life that I want. But there was this deeper underlying thing of like not feeling worthy to step into that life. I don't think I could have gotten here without that. I know I couldn't have gotten here without that, that missing piece. I can white knuckle it for a long time. And I've done that. Like I've done all the diets and I can get down to a weight for one second. I can get there (laughs) before this is all past Sarah. Yeah. Oh no, totally. Yeah. It is an identity shift. You do have to become a new person. And I love what you're also speaking to what Tori said too, which is like, you just took one step at a time, like slowly walking your way into the ocean. Yes. And you know, you told me one time that was so helpful. It's like, it's okay to feel uncomfortable right now. Like, and it's okay to be yourself today because we are looking forward. We're connecting with our future self. And sometimes that might be a little bit more of a gap than we're feeling comfortable with at the moment. And it was like, it's okay to be here right now. You keep looking forward. You can relate to your future self, but it's also okay to be where I'm at right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it gave me permission to feel yeah. the discomfort. No one's telling us like, oh, you're going to feel so uncomfortable when you've like achieved your, like the dream you've always wanted. <laughs> like, you know, like no one tells you like, and then I was thinking when I was reflecting on this, how, oh my gosh, every actor who like shoots up to stardom, they need a life coach constantly next to them telling them, it's okay. I know you've always wanted this and yes. now you're here. And I know it feels like your life is crumbling and like helping them bridge the gap. Cause we can see that, you know, yep. that's really emotionally intelligent, whether it be a coach or a mentor, or a therapist or a mom or whatever. Right. It's like, they implode. They literally yes. like, yes, you all the time. Nobody tells you that this is actually might be an issue for you. Maybe not, but like, I've lived a life always feeling like I was the big girl and Mm. now you're smaller. This is a real identity shift. And you think like, oh yeah, I'm going to be so easy for me. Like, and my life will be amazing once I've stepped into that. Yes, it is. I think it's why so many people do like, you do see that out there in the world where people lose a lot of weight and then they reject that new version of themselves because they haven't actually done the work. Yes to accept the new version of themselves and to really embody it. And you're, you are such a beautiful example of that. And that's why we have to do the future self work and the river of misery work and all that stuff, because otherwise we will self-sabotage and the self-love work too, right? Because otherwise we will like reject who we've become and we'll do it in a second. Just like you said too, right? Yes. It'll happen so fast. And then something else I thought of when Kelsey was talking, just that yeah, please. when you do have a moment where you have like, have a day where urges are really hard going on a wedding weekend or whatever, and the scale has gone up, what this process has helped me do is replace shame with just neutral awareness of like, oh, this is what happened when I ate that thing that I didn't want to eat that day. And then that keeps it pretty simple and you move forward out of it pretty quickly yeah. because you're not in this shame of like, mm, I messed up, terrible scales gone up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point. It's like, we went on a wedding weekend to Florida or the Bahamas or wherever. And we came home and we had like a sunburn. We'd be like, oh yeah, we have a sunburn we didn't put suntan lotion on or it's not called suntan lotion anymore. <laughs> Sunscreen. 
sunscreen lotion. We didn't put sunscreen on. This makes perfect sense. You don't put sunscreen on, you get a sunburn. Yeah. You eat six desserts, you gain three pounds or whatever. Right? It's so funny how we've just taken the neutrality out of it as a society. And it's just, it really is just a data point. So actually, Sarah, will you speak to that? Because you are, you're becoming like the queen. You're like the antidote to like derailment. So there's been like a couple <laughs> stories, right? Where I think like towards the beginning of the year, maybe you were sick and you were like taking some medicine and you gained like eight pounds or something. And then it was like, but you had this goal to get to the next week that was like down another three and then something recently too. So will you just speak to how you nip that in the bud and you see a uptick on the scale as neutral, like in real time, in real life and like what that looked like? Because I think you ended up like getting to your goal or really close to it, even though like the week prior you were up on the scale because of some antibiotics or whatever. You'll tell the story better than me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes. And this is where what helps this work because... There's two things that happened during this time. This was like in January and we had all set our like goals, like our goal weight range of where we wanted to be by the end of January. And just, we were like a week and a half out from that. And I had been doing really well. And I was, it was like, okay, I'm going to be able to make this goal. And then I got sick and then the scale started to move up. And I was taking, and I I was on antibiotics and the scale started to move up and I'm honoring my protocol And you do initially have this like, what the heck? The scale's going up. I'm doing all the things. And then the first thought is always like, I might as well just eat. If the scale's going to go up anyway, I just want to eat. And so... Well, and then you have sickness on top of it too. So you're like, when I'm sick... Oh, I'm sick. I should just, you know, yeah, play out a lot of times when someone becomes famous very quickly. And so as to keep... Well, yeah. And if they don't have a life coach or somebody standing there... (laughs) I love... Past there, love to just eat a bunch of goldfish and like Sprite. <laughs> like that's going to help me feel better. And yeah. Exactly. So I was like, I might as well do this if the scale's going to be up anyway. Yeah. But so, and then it created a sense of panic because a week and a half is coming and we're supposed, I really want to hit this goal. And so then I got coached. And so this is like, it's a little over a week out. And you really helped me pinpoint a couple of things. It was first like, let's be a scientist. What really happened? You're up in weight by like, it was like five pounds or something. And did you really overeat? I don't know how many calories that is. 15,000, 16,000 calories. I know we don't count calories, but pounds do equal calories anyway. So it was like, did you really overeat by that much? It's like, no, let's be a scientist. Okay. What's really happening then if you're honoring your protocol? Well, I now know Advil, I retain water when I have Advil. I just do. And then I was also on the antibiotics. So it was just, it was showing up on the scale, totally neutral. And so past Sarah would have said, this isn't working. Let's just cut it now. But because you helped me identify that, it's like, okay, yeah, actually it's so funny how quickly forget, like, like I'm doing great. The scale went up. We immediately go to like, oh my gosh, I just suck. I don't know. And it's just like, no, no, no. So the tools helped me getting coached, helped me pinpoint. No, it's the medicine, the Advil. And then the second thing you helped me realize is I was making it mean something if I didn't hit my full in a week and a half. And just, and so it was like, I left that call and I call it like the flow. It was like, there was this, like this, it was like this discontent blockage happening. And I left that call and I had made those connections where it was like, 
boom, over the next week and a half, my body dropped weight plus more weight. And it was like this 10 pound swing. And I was, so everyone like, was like going wild and slack. Yes, everyone in slack is like, go Sarah. And I'm like, gosh, what's happening? And it just shows the power of like unearthing some like, like thought errors that are happening and really like giving them wings, releasing them, letting them go. And then it just allowed my body to just like, okay, it was crazy because I just continued simply following my protocol. And then it just like, was like whoosh and went way back down. And like, I hit the goal and went past it and set this new, like set weight for myself at the time. Yeah. It's so interesting. The scale's like telling you you're gaining weight, but really you were actually losing weight. I was losing weight during the time while the scale was gaining weight. And then it all just kind of, it was, and like I said, I would not have had that experience. Past Sarah would not have had that experience. I would have just made it a true weight gain over time. Because I started eating. Yeah. Instead of seeing, oh my gosh, I was losing weight while I was sick. Yeah. Scale was just showing differently. Yeah. I use thoughts like that all the time, like around my period, because sometimes my body will retain water or fluid, right? Like right before my period or during my period. And it's like, oh, I'm actually probably losing weight this week. Scale doesn't want to tell me that. And the scale, right? There's some error in the scale and our bodies and all of that. It's still a great measuring device. It's We just have to manage our minds around it. And it can be really helpful. So that's so cool, Sarah, that you like hit your goal, even though a week and a half out, your brain was like, no way. Absolutely. I was like, no way. You're like eight pounds away from that. No way. But I remember I got off that call also, and I put on a fitted outfit. Remember I took a picture and showed everyone. And it was just like, I'm like, yes, I'm still the same. I'm doing this. Yeah. The scale doesn't get to determine how I'm feeling and what I'm wearing. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. Cause that morning too, when the scale was up, I went to grab like my baggy, like, oh, the scale's up. I got to wear my clothes that cover my body. I don't want anyone to see this. Yep. And then after the call, I went and chant. I put on my clothes that fit. I took a picture like, no, I'm identifying as this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We get to decide how we feel emotionally on a day-to-day basis, not the number on the scale. So cool. Hey, If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it, love it, if you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with the cherry on top. It would help me so much, and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that in Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys, have the best day ever. 
Okay, young moms, that is our episode for this week. I had to break it up into a two-parter because I don't want to bombard you with too much content, but our conversation continued to be juicy and meaty and you're going to want to eat it up. No pun intended. So stay tuned. Part two is coming next week. And in the meantime, make sure you go sign up for how to lose 10 pounds by Labor Day and forever. These are forever pounds. This is the last time you're going to lose these 10 pounds. I promise. I'm teaching what no one else teaches. Go to lauraconley.com forward slash weight dash loss dash masterclass. Sign up now. I will see you babes next week. You are listening to the Yummy Mummy podcast episode number 85. Hey, Yum Mums, this is the second part in our two-parter of the podcast panel party one year later, where I interview my clients after having done this work for over a year. We talk about their permanent results. We talk about how they did it specifically, and we talked about their transformations and how this is trickling into all kinds of other areas of their lives. So you are going to want to grab your cappuccino, turn the volume up, put your smile on your face and enjoy our conversation and lean in to the fact that this is possible for you too. I have a big announcement before we dive in, which is applications are now officially open for the Yummy Mummy experience. So if you want to apply for the Yummy Mummy experience, go to lauraconley.com and click work with me and you can apply now. They're opening today and they will be open through July 14th, but spots are limited. So go apply. If you've known for a while, this is it, you guys. This is your time. Go apply. Get it, girl. Enjoy the conversation and I will see you next week.